it's a crossover edition. These are the American League, National League teams that are kind of mirror images. You can say one's a Phantom Zone version, whatever uh, nerd take you want to take and put on it. Light side, dark side, have at it. On today's Locked On Guardians slash Locked On Padres. You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Uh, it's been a while since we had Javi on the show here. Uh, he bailed me out uh, one time. I had a guest who couldn't make it. He jumped in. Uh, I'm not going to say that I haven't had him on because for some reason, six hours later, my knee swelled to four times its size and eventually had to get drained. Uh, but I am going to be checking my e- my knee through the next week just to see if if that's the cause. Uh, I haven't had knee issues since then. So it was literally just we recorded and boom. So I don't know. <laughs> wow. What a start to the show, man. There we go. Just knee injuries. Um if I was really prepared, I'd pop up the terrible image of the drainage right now on the screen. That's the upside to, uh, mm-hmm. to YouTube. But uh, no, but always a lot of fun. Uh, that time, I think you were just holding your Snorlax most of the time. If I yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's fine. But, uh, you know, it's listen, these two teams have been frustrating. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see that if you can read the little, I, I don't know how much the Today Show people can read it because I can't read it as I type it. I'll just be. Fair and honest about that. I think it's okay, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, leave a comment, were, folks, if you can. You know, two playoff teams, yeah. and both of us had high expectations for our teams, and then both these teams have struggled out of the gate, and now they're both playing better. So they're they're facing each other at the wrong time to face each other. Uh, but for two teams that have any rich history of trades, uh, I had forgotten about the Brad Hand trade until recently, and there was the Clevenger trade and the Fran Mil yeah. Reyes trade, and. Uh, they, you know, Jose Ramirez, if he hadn't signed an extension, would have been a Padre. These teams, I, I don't know if we'll see a trade this year, but these are two teams with a lot of history who right now are a kind of mere image of uh, struggles. Now, it's not the same struggles. There's definitely some different ones going on, but just of where they are heading into this series. Uh, what, you know, for Guardians fans, we know it's the offense has been putrid. What's been the uh, what's been the big hit? for the Padres this year. What are Guardians fans? What should we hoping is the thing that the that humbles them this week? Look, let me tell you, man. Uh guess what? It's the same thing over here with San Diego Padres. It's offense. And uh much of it has been attributed rightfully to runners in scoring position. They can't bring in runs. They have lowest batting average in the league with runners in scoring position. I'm pretty sure their OPS is like a hundred or eighty points slower than the 29th worst team. Like it's been really, really rough. I haven't checked them in a while, but I know that they've been pretty abominable and i think that part of it that's so frustrating is you know no don't get me wrong there's some good players on cleveland right they've got jose ramirez they have steven kwan who's one of my favorite players to watch one of my favorite up-and-coming players just an old-fashioned you know the 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 pti you know mike wilbon would like love this guy because he's like he doesn't strike out he plays the right way that type of stuff um and they had andres jimenez who had kind of had like this really big you know blow up year last year who i know hasn't been as as good this year and i'm going to ask you about that in a second but there's still some good players on that team but for the padres and this is in no way an insult that's a team that has like the blockbuster they've got the mount crushmore as it was dubbed before the season you've got soto xander 
recently or somewhat recently Tatis and Manny Machado, you would think that with those four guys alone, you would at least not be the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I'm not, I don't think that I was one of those people who expected that they would have like murderers row or anything like that. I thought best case scenario was kind of a little bit like the, the Baltimore Orioles teams when Manny Machado was there, where it was like, they basically just had that four, like those four sluggers and then nothing else mattered. Do we have starting pitching? Who cares? These guys are each going to hit like 35 home runs. Um, but instead that hasn't really been the case. And like you said at the beginning, like, They've been playing a little bit better. Um, you know, Tatis has been electric um, uh, uh, in, in basically all regards. Manny Machado slowly trying to get things back um, to Manny Machado kind of norm. But it's been the offense, man. It's been the offense. And they've had some rough blowups before. They had a bad one against the Marlins, which was weird, like barely inside the, the line. And then Gary Sanchez made a little bit of an error. And then you have this past weekend, which I – being the biased Padres fan, blame to the umpire crew. Because as you know, Jeff, you got to, every now and then, it's like the, the old reliable SpongeBob meme. You know what I mean? Blame the umpires. <laughs> every now and then you have to do that because I was aggravated that they had waited so long to pause the game, which, which what would clearly looked like a monsoon on the field. And then immediately after Ryan McMahon ties the game, then they're like, okay, put on the tarp. So I was like, all right, that's just like... <laughs> That was just mean. See, um, I thought you'd just blame Cleveland because yeah. we decided to give away Nolan Jones this offseason, even though we're desperate for power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's look, <laughs> both of our teams having some some moments right now, uh, in a lot of ways. But number one would be overall offense and especially uh runners in scoring position. It's mm-hmm. it's something to behold. Jeff, I know it's a controversy or uh, um a controversial topic among the baseball nerds, whether or not you should bunt, you know what I mean? Yeah, Billy Bean of Moneyball would say no and all this stuff, but it's been so bad that there are times I'm like, can you just bunt? I just want to see runners move up. That's what it's been like. Uh, and I, I've said that with Ahmed Rosario, just so we can avoid the double play. Like bunt, <laughs> hey, we can't, I've not seen a bunt double play, but if, if it can happen, he would do it. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I, I mentioned yeah. the bunt and then Trent Grisham uh, in the last game we played bunted. And I think it was the first or second pitch and bunted out. So it just popped up and it was like, all right, that's, that's great. So it's just been, you know, I am wearing the hat, which you somehow haven't commented on even before we started the show, um, my jester yeah. hat, but I, I you feel know. like I've seen an image of you with that. I think that's oh, why oh, I wasn't yeah, thrown off by it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah in fairness, so but. I, I wasn't too, uh, too thrown off by that. I, uh, I, I will say you guys have gotten out of the basement for runners in scoring position, but that's only because the Kansas city Royals are <laughs> okay. I mean, out of the basement. are they, are they a major league baseball team? That could be a whole show. Like right now, Oakland and Kansas city. I'm not sure those are major. Like I didn't rank Oakland, the worst team in baseball on our inner network, hmm. uh, top 30 because Kansas yeah. city's been worse somehow. And Oakland, <laughs> Oakland is a real life version of the movie major league. They were built mm-hmm. to fail. So the owner could move that in Kansas city somehow worse. Yeah. So I don't know if that actually makes you feel better that you've crawled ahead of Kansas city or not. Not really because it's like two months into the season. It's like, congrats. You get it better than the Royals. <laughs> and, and for Cleveland fans, it's like, I think I, of course, even though I meant to not close the tab, I managed to close every tab I wanted to keep open because you know, that's, that's efficiency for you there. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I did. I did keep it open. 77 for weighted runs created plus people get mad at me when I don't explain it. That takes all of your offense and makes one magical number where a hundred is average. So it's easier to hit with runners in scoring position. It's advantage hitter. San Diego's at a 77, Kansas City's yeah. a 73, Cleveland is 25th in baseball at an 88. 
So uh, Cleveland's big bugaboo positionally, and can't, you guys don't know anything about this. You don't have any issues with this. Is is catcher? Uh, catcher is <laughs> an ugly situation uh, in We're Cleveland. Just a shadow of each other. We really are. It's the same teams. It's the same it it certainly feels like that. The the varying uh, points of degrees. Cleveland. Uh, listen, I. I like the Zanino signing. I was dead wrong. We're two months in. It's been a horror show. Uh, somehow Austin Hedge. It's like I'm I'm having fondness for like Austin Hedges right now. I'm like now Austin Hedges I hasn't been good too. this year, but I'm like man, Austin Hedges last year, 2021 Austin Hedges, the guy who was literally the worst hitter in baseball the last three years. I'm like I'll take you back. Yeah, Come right. back. Can At you least just... you do something, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough, but it's it's just so funny, like. <laughs> you bring up the WRC plus, by the way. Shout outs to um, AJ Casabal because I don't know if you saw this clip uh, that went semi-viral on baseball Twitter, which was Blake Snell on the Sunday Night Baseball, not knowing what WRC plus is, and then Don Arcillo and the announcers are like, "Well, here's what it takes: it takes you to apply the field factor and all these things to give you an offensive stat." And Blake Snell like paused and he's like, "Oh, okay." But why plus? <laughs> even I was like, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that <laughs> like, is a good question. It's a good question. Because why I think plus? what the plus means that they've done out of 100. Like, that's what mm -hmm. makes it the uh, correct. Isn't that the one? Instead of just being a range of data, they make it on yeah, a set yeah. range. It's it's a really useful stat. And I, I it is. That, uh, AJ Casavell, reporter on the Pirates for MLB.com, <laughs> brought it like, we should change the name. Like it yeah. should be called like batter level or something yeah. like that. Something that's like easier. Cause when you say weighted runs created plus when you're hanging yeah, out with it, your friends, they're like, what are you talking about, bro? They're like, it's very confusing, but uh, we need yeah. a neat and, cool name. Like, and with, and with catching, like, like, what was that one you said? I, mean, I said with, with catching, like I said, I, I agree with you. Like yeah. it's, been, oh, okay. it's been terrible. And, and Gary Sanchez is currently the savior of our franchise um, because he's hitting like, you know, Johnny Bench, apparently. And and the fact that he's actually not looked terrible defensively, so small sample size. I can't really look into the analytics of his pitch framing and everything, but he had a great day behind the plate with Blake Snell and he threw out a runner. So I was like, cool, that's pretty cool. I don't know how long it's going to last, but our, our teams are just so, so alike uh, in so many ways. And I think that, you know, this is also a reminder, folks, that like this is baseball. You got to play the games. Yeah. And like, we'll see if they turn it around. Like, I, Sorry, San Diego Padres fans. I, I love Arizona as well. Like that's a fun, mm, well-built team with fun. some really interesting young players, but I'll allow it. Yeah. We've seen a lot of teams streak out and come back to earth. So like, mm -hmm. I, you know, the segment two there, if you can read it on the screen, I can't because I'm ancient and my apparently need to get bifocals. <laughs> but if you can read that, uh, we'll get into that after we come back from our break. Like, is there enough time for these teams to come back? Uh, I think you kind of already have uh, my... Uh, opinion and then i'm gonna spring something on javi this is what we do before our break so enjoy we want i want to take a moment talk about our title sponsor the good folks over at game time and i want to apologize to them because justin has always done this ad read so if it's a little off today my bad uh, but here's the thing. Game time's here to save you money on tickets. And you want to always check out all of your options. And why should you want to go to game time in particular? It's the fastest growing one. And it's fastest growing for a reason. And to continue growing, you know, they're going to have great deals on seats, on tickets. Uh, my 
co-host always talks about it's nice that he can go on and literally see where the ticket is that is not something you have in a lot of places uh they have you know fantastic prices justin used these to buy uh tickets to uh the jonas brothers for him and his wife that was that was the big uh concert with this uh we had a whole big jonas Brothers discussion so browse to the game time app yourself you can get flash deals last minute easy to buy tickets and snag the tickets without the stress with game time Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And then I also want to take this moment here to remind you to check out this series, Padres and Guardians, on SiriusXM Radio. Just search Par- Padres or Guardians uh, in the app. So, uh, can the Padres come back and make this postseason? Short answer is 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 yes, and also because uh, people sometimes forget, and because it's only been a year that we've had it, that there's an extra wild card team. So screw it. As far as I'm concerned, everybody's still in it uh, until the last like week of the season. Um, what I've been pitching on my show, um, the one problem with the Padres is that their division is pretty good. Even the Giants are still finding ways to kind of you know put out some wins. Sean Manai hasn't been a good starting pitcher for them, but he's been a good reliever for them. So that's a nice bonus for them. They just got Mitch Haniger back and you know Lamont Wade has been an incredible player this year. Kind of unexpected, but and for me not that unexpected because he's actually served pretty well when he's been healthy his past couple of years. And then Michael Conforto, my number one free agent this past offseason has been turning it up a little bit too. So they're they're like an average okay team. Not a pushover. Right. I still think the Padres are bad. I still think the Dodgers and D-backs are better for sure, but they're not a pushover, so that's going to be tough. And then you talk about Arizona and, of course, the Dodgers. But in terms of just winning, my case, aside from from just the, the wild card thing, is this team is good at a lot of things that aren't offense, unfortunately. The starting pitching has been really good. And, yes, part of that was because of a great start from Seth Lugo and Michael Wacha's overperformed, but... You got guys like Snell and Darvish and Musgrove who were underperforming and now are kind of getting back to it. So whatever might regress in the back of the rotation, I think is going to get better. Snell had his best start of the season, seven innings, only one and run, no walks and 12 Ks against the Rockies at Coors. That was really good. And he's been good before that. Only two earned runs in his last four starts. And you have Joe Musgrove, who, of course, one of the more consistent guys in the game. He's been good lately. He's turning it on. And same thing for you, Darvish. Last start wasn't the great. But he wasn't that great, but he's capable of it. So you have that. You've got good bullpen led by Josh Hader. You got Steven Wilson. You got Tom Cosgrove, who's been really good so far uh, as a young rookie. And then you have defense. And the Padres, I haven't checked in a little bit, but in terms of defensive run saves and amounts above average, they're at lowest, like the top five in both those categories. Uh, Hassan Kim and Fernando Tatis Jr. are some of the leaders in some of those categories, which has been amazing. So they've got defense, starting pitching, and relief pitching. They just need to hit a little. If they rank this year, I don't have a specific stat for it, but if they finish, let's say, and we are judging offenses, and they're like the 15th best offense or 16th, that probably is enough considering how good they've been on all assets of the game, right? The problem is that they've been unable to score runs, and did they dig themselves too, of a, too much of a hole? That's possible, but that's the case. That's the case we made. What do you think about uh, your Cleveland Guardians, man? Well, I first have to say, I feel like there's going to be a very pedantic fan out there who's going to be mad that we talked about all the similarities and then talk about the fact that they have an identical record. So I'll just go ahead and throw that in right now. Uh, so I think if you're doing comparison, San Diego's pathway is a lot easier. 
the Giants currently have the second playoff card mm-hmm. at uh, in their 34 and 32. So it and it's a division, you know, they well, it's no longer the unbalanced schedule, so they won't necessarily face mm-hmm. them more. But they're chasing down that team with a 515 winning percentage. Cleveland at uh, 31, 34 as well has to chase down Houston or New York and ahead of them are Toronto and the angels as non-playoff teams right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The one thing Cleveland has, I know people are going to scream about this. So the twins are terrible. So Cleveland's only route to the postseason, honestly, is to win the division. So when mm-hmm. they are the worst team. So at 33 and 33, so one could argue that's the easier route. I just think that, uh, I don't know. I guess they have about the same easiness when it's all said and done. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, Arizona has been otherworldly. I just, I'm always hesitant when a team breaks out until they can maintain. Uh, Cleveland, it's can they hit even a little bit? Like uh, yeah. the starting pitching had its struggles, but then they went out and called up Bybee and Allen, and they have been spectacular. I mean, arguably their two best pitchers over the last month. Bieber figured out how to strike out guys again. I mean, this he's mm. not been good this year. He's struck out. They want to trade him. They want to trade him. Those are the rumors. They might. I mean, they well, he's he's only struck out more than four batters three times this year. Yes. Like he's not. He has one. I think he had like a bottom ten strikeout. Rate. Like he's Kyle Gibson right now, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, until he can miss bats again. So, you know, trying to trade him for a bat, it's going to be curious to see. It's, you know, Jose Ramirez has been really up and down uh, after he played all last year with the uh, the thumb injury. He's not been quite the same guy. Josh Naylor has been arguably their best um, hitter, but he's had some wrist issues. Uh, Andre Jimenez uh, has been playing better of late. Well. You're welcome. But, yeah, and, but he left with tightness. I think in his leg, maybe his forearm, you know, I get confused where the tightness is sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. but he's at least been approaching above average that level where he was like their best hitter last year and was like a six win player. That's, that's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, and, and that's kind of the problem with this team. Like everyone is kind of worse than they were a year ago. Stephen Kwan was a, a star and mm-hmm. he was the third best rookie in the American league, in my opinion. Uh, behind two guys who had historically great rookie years with uh, Julio and, and Adlai. And then this year, he's been a below-league average hitter. <laughs> and when you don't have any power at all, you can't have any regression. And that's, you know, Miles Straw is a is a fantastic glove, but his bat is not good. And, you know, Will Same Brennan's... And Trent Grisham. Yeah, it's like yeah, Will Brennan's maybe turning around. Uh, Ahmed Rosario is, we are, you know, if you are an avid fan, you're counting down the days to his free agency at the end of this year. Cause it's just been, he's the worst defender by outs above average at shortstop and they're hitting him in the two hole and he leads, like he was almost a league leader last year and grounded into double plays. He's an average player, but they're putting him in a role to be more than that. And he's just, mm-hmm. and we talked about catching. So Cleveland needs more consistency. Like the last in their last five series, they are four zero and one. They split the Twins one, but in that they, you know, they took two out of three from the Astros. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my listeners told me it's the first time in Major League history a team has come back from five deficits in a game, a fourteen inning wow. affair on Friday night that they kept falling behind and coming back. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's yeah, cool. Was, I, I had no idea. So uh, shout out to Everyday or Dave Wendell uh, for that stat. But uh, yeah, it's. <sighs> Every time you kind of just get so frustrated because 
it's never blowouts. Like they're losing, they mm-hmm. have had more one run games than any team in baseball, and they've got a pretty decent bullpen, uh, all things considered. But the bullpen has had a lot of guys, you know, Class A has blown more saves this year than he did last year. Uh, so we're still kind of, they sent down 99. Um, I call him 99 because I seem to always mispronounce his last name. Uh, and then people get mad about that. So we'll just, everyone in Cleveland knows 99. Uh, but they have really interesting arms. They have the depth that the bullpen can be just, if the bullpen can get back to where they were a year ago, where they were a top five bullpen instead of being middling. I mean, right now this team would probably be tied for first if that was mm-hmm. the case, even with the fact that until two, three weeks ago, they were the worst offense in baseball by a significant margin. But you, again, you have enough guys stepping up top half of the lineup is showing some good things. Uh, you know, Gabby Arias absolutely destroys right-handed pitching cannot hit a lefty to save his life, even though he is a right-handed guy. He's got reverse platoon splits. Uh, this word will he be effective. I mean, this if Contrell wasn't hurt, this team would be all Padres up and down with Naylor yeah. and Arias. Um, you know, they traded away Owen Miller, uh, but there's still you know more players that they have. They built a team out of those deals, and you know it, they're finding success with them. So hopefully, you know the the offense doesn't have to be great. It just can't be historically bad. And if the bullpen just goes up a little and the rookies continue to play well, they they got a shot. Yeah, and I mean, like, look, and shout out to King Cal, of course, uh, who might be a player that was expected, I think, for a lot of people for some regression. But then there's guys like Jimenez, who's just like, and, and especially because I believe they gave him that extension to this offseason. Yes. So I was Second like, oh, man, hundred million dollar extension yeah. in the franchise history. <laughs> I mean, when you do that, that and I'm like, well, I mean, Cleveland for as much as you can criticize them for the lack of of spending that they sometimes go through. Like they are really smart with the way they acquire players as evidence with the way they've robbed the Padres a couple times the past few years. Um, and when I saw that extension, I was like, Oh boy, we got the, they did. They won the Lindor trade, right? Like this is a common thing that people love throwing on, on baseball. And even with Lindor struggles, it seems like he's better been better than Jimenez this year, but uh, that's been rough. And it, it's funny because I think there's, there's another thing for me is, on top of Andres Jimenez, and if you have any specifics about what's going on with him, because I feel like that's one of the biggest declines. I also he, have another question. For you at, at I think tight. he's like, you know, when he came over, he had that good. He was solid in the mm-hmm. 2020 year and he came into Cleveland and was I think he is a guy where pressure can get to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think he like and I say this as someone who overthinks, overjudges and sometimes does my best. When I just don't think and like mm-hmm. I remember playing basketball in middle school and like my point guard having a second unit, we ran and I go, why do you have us run the whole time? Cause you know, I was, that wasn't good enough start. He goes, because when you're not, when you don't have time to think you, you're not, you're good. Like that's all mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, if you have time to think I would fail. I would overthink it. I mean, just if I was running, I wasn't thinking I was just reacting. I think there's some of that with Andres. He definitely looks like a guy at points who looks like he is pressing, um, you know, we'll see. I'll, I will say for as, as much as they don't spend, I do find it very funny. They've given out two $100 million contracts the last two years. Mm-hmm. Chicago White Sox of all teams have never given one out. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. But it's funny, like with, with Cleveland, that is worth bringing out like a little bit of a different organizational philosophy from the top. Like, but just historically speaking, that's kind of what they've, yes. they've been I mean, doing, they're still right? should spend. I, yeah. You know, they're, course. you know, they're, they lost Sherman to Kansas City. And mm-hmm. then they had a weird situation and we still don't have all the information exactly what's going to happen on Blitzer, which is because when Blitzer put in his bid, I mean, he's going to have to have secondary guys because he's not, his net worth at the time was not worth 
the franchise he was buying. But mm-hmm. at the same time, for the Dolans, like they've made close to a billion dollars by the time they sell this team. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, the when you buy a team, it goes up so much in value that it, it's it's unbelievable. They still should be spending more. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them spending on these guys, but it's still, you know, it's a it, look what San Diego's it's doing. And it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a little different. It's what I would different. call a start and i remember arguing with someone who has some ties to cleveland and i was like look like i i think that they deserve some amount of being like okay this is a start you did jose ramirez you did andres jimenez but just based on the larger sample size i'm still going to be looking at them because my perspective as an outsider was always like this team made the world series and didn't like you know like go like even further the next year instead it felt like they slowly sort of eventually had to go on a mini rebuild streak, uh, which is unfortunate. But I am wondering, to me, uh, the Jimenez thing is, is one thing, but I was on the, the Just Baseball show, which is a website everyone should check out. I write for them sometimes as well. Um, and I was talking with my buddy Jack, and we both last year were just like, why isn't this team trading for Sean Murphy? Um, and this, by the way, is last year. And we both were like, I think this guy, for, on top of the defense and everything, I think he might have a little bit of a, an improvement. And now he's been like an MVP candidate in Atlanta. And it was like, oh, well, Cleveland, you know, they've got plenty of arms and all these things. I was shocked that Cleveland didn't do that last year. I thought that, that he was such a – because it felt like the type of move where the Padres are getting Soto and everyone's doing – but then quietly – this team in, in Cleveland, you know, comes over and then they sneak this guy that might end up being the best move of all. And they didn't do it. And I was really surprised by that. Is there a reason why they didn't make more of an investment in catcher? Do you think and find themselves just hope? I don't even know what they're hoping. You're missing Austin edges. Uh, Cause they hate me. Um, it's <laughs> so like, I have a, a longstanding um, before I worked at locked on, I worked for scout and 24 seven as a draft analyst. And Melissa Locker, Lockhart over with them. Uh, yeah, athletics was like one of the nicest people I've ever met. She was like my editor and she always gives me credit for discovering Murphy because I put a first round grade on him his year. And then the Guardians draft Logan Ice instead of him in the comp round. Like they had the mm-hmm. chance both on the board. And then they thought they were across the finish line with him in season last year. And it didn't happen. Just like they thought they were across the finish line by reports with Matt Olson as well. And then uh, Freeman signs with the Dodgers. And all of a sudden, Atlanta goes in full bore, and it changes everything. So Murphy would have been that per- about uh, what's his face, Matt Olson. I didn't know that yeah. was on the table. Okay, yeah, they were they were deep into Murphy. They thought they thought they had it, and then wow. Freeman signs with the Dodgers and the Braves pivot, and that's the end of that. Um, but they thought they, from what I understand, they thought they had a deal kind of in place last July, and then Oakland came back and asked for a little more, and it kind of collapsed. The one thing I'll say is like this offseason, I can't really fault them because it seems like Oakland was set on Estuary Ruiz, and that is like the guy they wanted. Cleveland didn't really have that piece, didn't have a, a Contreras type of guy to flip. Mm-hmm. And uh and Ruiz is such an, an Oakland guy. Like they love yeah. up the middle athletes, high speed guys. That's you know, going back to you know, you look at Kyler Murray and Jamel Weeks and yeah. um, you know, so can argue players. with the Oakland results. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's why I like I'm like, uh, you know, I, every single mock until I'm proven wrong. I'm going to have Enrique Bradfield go in there. Uh, but they that was the guy they wanted. And he's played pretty well this year. It's hard to argue with with the scouting report. I mean, the secondary pieces still feel lackluster. Uh, and then once that fell apart, you know, Christian Vasquez, I feel like hasn't been has been a little disappointing as well. Mm-hmm. We we were like, yeah. hey, Zanino's a nice buy low. Uh it's it's always the thing too. It's like I Oakland 
traded another great catcher that I was sad that we missed out on was Jonah Heim. Like they've Oakland's yeah. apparently been the center of, of catcher trades. Um, but you know, you're hoping Bo Naylor is going to be the guy. Uh, there's still some issues where he just whiffs on balls. Like there's a few games this year where he goes to grab it and it just mm-hmm. goes right past him. Uh, defense will never be the fort for him. Uh, but he can be league average. Uh, what you love about him is the work ethic. Like this is a guy who went out and learned Spanish to better communicate mm. with his, his wow. pitching staff. Like he went out and learned enough to do that. Cause he knew the importance of it. Uh, a leader, an athlete, he's an awesome bat, but you're hoping it's Naylor. Cause right now Zanino and Gallagher have been a uh, dumpster fire. She's it's tough, man. It's tough, man. But uh, I guess now we got to, you know, what's going on? What's going on for the rest of the year? Like, I mean, do yeah. you think that the, is Cleveland going to be able to make a move? I mean, I know we're all from the, the deadline and whatnot. Like we've got some time, but like, what do they need to do? I guess, like, what do they need to do to fix this team? Do you think they're going to be able to, because me personally, it feels eerily similar, not eerily similar, but a little bit similar last year, Minnesota was leading for a while. And then quietly Cleveland was like right there, right? Like the horse catching up in a horse race. And then they took over the division. And, to me, my, that's my thing is it's such a weak division that, you know, Correa was the big signing for the the twins. Like he hasn't played well. It looks like all the injury concerns might have been right on him. So it's in general, bad off season, seemingly for everybody, <laughs> everyone who made a splash this except off for the season, Braves, except for the Braves and except for, I guess, the Rangers because of Eovaldi. Yeah. But even the Rangers, the, the soul for a soul like in Avengers, yeah. right? They lose. Yes. The, they get Eovaldi, <laughs> but then they lose DeGrom. So like every major free agent, like Xander Bogarts is probably in the top percentile, even though he hasn't been able to hit lately because of a wrist issue uh, for the most part. But at least he's been good defensively and had a great first month. But really like bad. I, I feel like not enough people have talked about it. like a really poor top tier output from the free agent class. And if you want to include guys like Machado and Jimenez who got extensions, then just not great overall right now for, for, for our folks in the top level of baseball. No, I, I'm going to do the little uh, soundbite, just have us go to a break and then jump into the third part here. Uh, You know, just, just my way of tracking things, seeing some behind the scenes for lockdown guardians listeners. And again, want to remind you to go check out SiriusXM Radio. They will have you covered. Type guards, type pads, type Padres, maybe even Friars, and you'll be able to listen to the game. Uh, so Cleveland's 40-man situation is slowly working its way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, We traded away Owen Miller for a player to be named later in December and still don't know who that is. I'm still waiting on the results of the Owen Miller trade uh, seven months later. We'll see if that ever occurs, but they, they had a very packed 40 man. Uh, that's why I was, I was a little surprised recently when they waved Zach Plesak and no one picked him up. I thought for sure someone would take a gamble with the mm. pitching needs out there, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Unfortunately, I was hoping when the 40 man shook its way out for Cleveland, it's because they did something. And uh, that just hasn't been the case. I mean, they sat on their hands last deadline. Uh, I like I wanted Murphy. If not Murphy, I wanted Connor Joe. Now Connor Joe was terrible in the second half, but I thought he was the perfect platoon guy. He's playing well mm-hmm. again. Uh, Cleveland needs to get. I guess it comes down to this with Cleveland. If Bo Naylor comes up and plays catcher, what you're expecting him to do at some point this year with the way Will Brennan's played, 
Quan and Straw are kind of disappointing, but you're still going to let Quan play every day to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So unless you can get like a big hitter in the outfield and conceivably move Straw to a fourth outfield role, they're kind of set because they seem tied to Ahmed. They seem, you know, everywhere else in that infield is kind of, you know, old, old friend alert for you guys, Josh Bell. We're hoping he hits well enough to opt out of his contract because we don't want to pay him another free agent, 16 yeah. million to have a five degree launch angle. Um, <laughs> he's played better of late, but uh, speaking of disappointing free agents, like you know, Bell and Zanino have been pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, in the grand Crazy. scheme, you know, Jose Abreu, uh, yeah, just had a great weekend against it's crazy. us. But Bogart, was, Trey Turner was basically yeah, Isaiah yeah. Kiner Falefa, uh, absent that one game when he hit two home runs. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's really. I think it's sad because it's all yeah. of us. We're always constantly yelling about how you should invest in your team, and I, I still still think you should. When you just look at teams that win the World Series, that's usually there's teams that at least spend a good amount of money on top tier players. Um, it's kind of I, I compare it to the situation of football, which is that teams like to win when their quarterback is on the rookie mm-hmm. deal. Yep. And it's like, you got to do that. That's the best thing to win. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder when you sign the quarterback, but you know, what's harder not having the quarterback. So it's kind of that situation where yes, it's, it's a lot easier when you don't have to pay your Jose Ramirez or your Fernando Tatis juniors yet, but it's even harder when you're just letting those players go and essentially for nothing. And you don't want to be like Oakland. So it, it's really yeah. tough, but I, I don't know. I, I still think it's, in fairness, a lot of season left. We still we still yeah. got some time, um, and I know everyone is going to bring up the Nationals from that one year because that is going to be the thing yeah. that everyone does for the next like ten years for baseball. Is they're constantly going to say, "Oh, well, the Nationals started off poorly, and then they won it all." So I don't know. Maybe I maybe just, there's no like, point. <laughs> like I look around baseball, it's like outside of like because the American League Central is awful. It's like how many teams are actually selling? So, you know, you go to the AL West, it's like, okay, so you have the athletics, you go to the NL West, the Rockies, you go to the NL Central. I mean, is anyone selling in the Central? Maybe not. Like, there's not a lot of teams. And I do think Cleveland is in a weird place. Like, if they get help, it's probably going to be internal. It's probably going to be promotions. It's probably going to be some of those young guys. And, you know, they've they've already kind of done that with, with Allen and Bybee. Like, those have been great for them. But it's like, outside of finding out a deal where someone like, let's say 99, you know, pitches well enough that he comes back up and they look to trade one of this relief depth that they have so much of. It's like, what are you really getting for a reliever? I, I don't know. It's it's a weird situation right now where it feels like a lot of teams do need a little more offense. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. It's like, you know, the Nationals are already point. picked over. The Athletics are picked over. The Rockies are picked over. Are you hoping the Red Sox? open up shop or we I think I think Milwaukee could be a sneaky one I mean yeah. they were sellers last year when they literally were leading the division and they just had that Corbin Burns fiasco so maybe they're like screw it but in fairness they're 34 and 32 like they still might be there but yeah. that would be the only one because that's a great point Giants maybe there's a slight possibility that if things start going downwards they're like okay we're gonna sell we, we only have like you know, fringe little middle tier contracts on this team anyway. Maybe we sell Conforto and get a decent amount. Maybe they think that, but yeah. And I mean, it's a great point. Seriously. Like there's just not, it's not a good market. This is not what happened two years ago where we had like the most spicy, incredible market in 2021 where players themselves literally every other hour, practically it was so much fun. Not as much for me because my team was 
unfortunately ruined uh, by the Ken Rosenthal tweet, and it burned a scar that you can still actually see on my face. Probably it's right here. There you go. Um, it's still there, so th that could be rough. But it's a great point that part of me is like, on top of the Padres being in a situation where they have so much money committed and they don't have as many prospects anymore that they probably couldn't trade for people. There's also nobody to trade for. So, you know what I mean? Like it's just kind yeah. of a, a rough situation unless your Pittsburgh's and Milwaukee are like, you know what, this isn't sustainable. We're going to pull out actually. And then the Cardinals win the division again somehow. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like the teams that are below 500 right now, right around 500 are the Padres, the guardians, the Mets. It's like White Sox, the Mariners. It's like, those are the teams that, yeah. I mean, I guess t if Tim Anderson, He's not playing well. It's that's a problem too. It's like right? I, I don't even know where the trades develop. In Luis Cleveland's Robert, in that, but they're not trading. Yeah, no, right. Cleveland's in that weird guy. place where it's like, if Shane Bieber pitches well, they probably hold on to him. But if he continues to be kind of middling, maybe they hold on to him as well because maybe the comp pick is more valuable than mm -hmm. you know a year and a half of his rental cost. I. It's like then where do you trade him? Like it's just the weirdness of that too. So I don't know. It's. It's setting up to be a very boring deadline. Yeah, kind of my general looks like. That's what it looks like. But I'm really excited for this series between the yes. Pods and Guardians. Like you said, though, it's unfortunate. Both teams were playing pretty well. I have no ill will towards Cleveland. They're actually a pretty fun team when you watch them. Um, shouts to the, the old CC Sabathia nightmare that happened. Or not CC Sabathia, Jabba Chamberlain from back mm. in the day. Still one of the wildest things I've seen. <laughs> Baseball playoff game. Um, but Jeff, this has been so much fun. Do you have it's a prediction for this series? Uh, I think they're going to lose uh, the in-between game. The Aaron Savale start is the one I feel that mm. I, I don't know the Padres well enough to know how well they do against lefties. I feel like Tuesdays is the most fun game. Don't miss tomorrow's game. Wednesday, I'm not feeling great about. And then, I don't know, I'm not feeling great about Thursday either. Uh, because like Michael Walker is exactly the type of guy Cleveland struggled with all year. So mm. I... I think if I'm going to make one solid prediction, it's they're going to lose Wednesday, which means they are 100% going to win now because that's how this team's been all year. You know, like the right. game you know they're going to lose, they exactly. win, and the that's game they're going to win, they lose. It's yeah, absolutely. Um, but it'll be very telling. And the pods, running out of time. You know what I mean? They're, they're running out of time, and they have to start showing something. Which version of their offense shows up, I don't know. But the good news, Padres fans, is if they can just calm down the Cleveland offense that has been so loud and uproarious, of course, as we've illustrated, then they might be able to be okay. And I think with Waka, I think with Darvish, and I think with Musgrove especially, I think he's starting to turn things around. I think they might actually be able to get a W this series, but we'll just have to see, man. This has been fun, though. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for uh, jumping on and talking baseball. Uh, it, it is a fun matchup of these two teams.